Hey, hey, hey! Good to see you guys. I missed you all last week. I am so sorry that I had to cancel Misty Moment last week at last minute. I had a ton of stuff going on and to be real honest, I was coming down with a brutal head cold that was just massively distracting, distracting in and of itself. So I decided to cancel last week and I apologize for that. And I apologize for those of you who were a little concerned, you know, knowing that the week before that we had made our big announcement about baby number three coming on the way. Everything is fine with baby number three. Hey Joe, what's up Brittany? Hi Lorraine. Yeah, so we, um, the baby's healthy. It's the size, the size of a lemon. So that's exciting. My daughter, my oldest daughter, she's four. Isla asks me every day, hey, mommy, how big is the baby? How big is the baby today? And today we learned that the baby is the size of a lemon. So I pulled a lemon out of the fridge and I showed her how big the baby is. It was quite fun. But yep, baby's good. I'm good. I'm over this, over this cold, thankfully. And hoping and praying that Trevor doesn't catch it and my girls don't catch it because it was brutal. And my husband is so good. He came home, canceled his clients on Thursday, and he just came home and took care of my girls because they're home from school on Thursdays and took them to lunch and kept them preoccupied downstairs. And I slept a solid four hours and I'm not a nap taker. I can never sleep during the day, but thanks to him and... Um, his willingness to do that for me, I was able to recover a lot quicker because I got a lot of good rest. So he's an incredible husband, Great, grateful for him and his willingness to make those sacrifices when it really matters and counts most. So thank you. Thank you guys for joining today. Hey, Andrea, what's up, Karen? Hope you guys are having an awesome week. This has been a really good week for me. It's been a really good few weeks for me because I have I've become like, you know, I, I was at the tail end of the first trimester entering into my second trimester and my energy levels have, have perked back up. So I have been kind of pre-nesting, nesting. It's like when you start feeling good, you're like, okay, I know, especially when you've had other kids before, you're like, all right, I know in the third trimester, I don't feel like doing a whole lot. Um, so I'm going to try to tackle a lot of these projects that have been on the back burner for a long while. So I have been, I... <laughs> Re, I, I switched rooms with my daughters, so Trevor and I are now in their room, and they are in our old room, and um, put, brought the playroom back downstairs, so those of you who watched Trevor's daily exercise programs and saw him um, exercising with Bowser down in our playroom, I have put the playroom back down there, so if he ever does an exercise circuit from home again, you guys will likely see the playroom again. And um, set up the starting to set up the nursery upstairs. Put all the furniture back in here. I'm kind of sitting in the nursery. I wonder if I could kind of scale over. So, got the crib over there. We don't have anything on the walls yet because we don't know if it's a boy or a girl yet. So I've got the crib there, and I've got you know the little changing table there. This is a really small room, so the where I'm facing right now is like my little office wall. Um, and then I've got their dresser, the little baby's dresser in the closet because there's not a lot of room in here. But you know you make do with what you have. Anyways, so yeah, today I thought it would be kind of fun to take you guys through um, a little course, a portion of a course that I had taken a couple years ago, and Trevor started with me too, um, from a person you may or may not have heard from, heard about her, but her name is Shalene Johnson, and she's kind of someone I consider a mentor, somebody that I've followed, super enjoy her. She's really spunky and fun, somebody I wish I could be, but I'm kind of you know, I am who I am, right? Like I, 
Trevor, Trevor's who he is. He's, he's kind of more boisterous and engaging and like super, like you, you know, Trevor is there when he's in a room. Right. And, and I'm not timid by any means, but I don't really have that like outward, like excitable personality, but I love, I'm attracted to people like that. Obviously I married somebody like that. And Shalene Johnson's like that too. She's a ton of fun to watch. She's beautiful. And she, her skill set is, I mean, wide ranging from health and wellness and fitness to like business academies. And she's, she's just a plethora of knowledge. And so I took one of her courses and it's called Smart Success. And the very first week is pretty incredible. So I wanted to kind of take you through, um, hey Francis, glad to have you. What's up Debbie? Hi Roberta. Um, I just kind of want to take you through this first part of it. I mean, I don't know how far we'll go in. I don't want to steal her stuff. I don't think that's right. But she, she did say she wanted, she wanted us as her students to take somebody through this exercise. And I thought this is so great for, for you guys as, as great as it is for me, it's just as great for you. And it's also nice to have like that accountability buddy. Right. And, um, and so I don't know, since I'm going through it for like the the second time in really taking this seriously, I thought it would be fun to kind of bring you guys along in as much as I can in this course because I think that in many ways it's going to help you. And why I think this is going to help you is because in life, there's not everybody really knows where they're going or they've they fully committed to that vision for where they're headed in life. They're just kind of getting up, going through going through their day, maybe they are seeking after a career, but they're not exactly sure what what they hope to accomplish once they get to those goals that they've set in their life, where, where they wanna be in life, where what their happiness, happiness level will be, where they'll be living, where they'll be settled, you know, kind of like the fulfillment that that's going to bring them. And so, so they don't really think through that, or maybe they just, like so many of us have, you know, been beat up along this journey that they've stopped dreaming and stopped having a vision for themselves. And, you know, if you've been in a part of the MS gym any longer than months to six weeks, you know that I'm, I'm really, really big on having a vision for where you're going, having your why and why it matters so much that you seek after this vision you know, for yourself and for your life. And, you know, like, cause I, I believe everybody has a greater purpose, like innately, like inside of you, you have a greater purpose and desires on your heart that have always been there that regardless of the fact that you've been diagnosed with MS or another medical condition, or you've hit some bumps and, you know, like been through some deep valleys along the way, you just can't shake that part of you. That's like, I have this, I have this desire. I have, you know, I have this heart and passion to do blank and whatever that is for you, nobody can tell you what that is. That's something that's in you. And maybe you've not shared it with anybody because you think that it's impossible, especially now, you know, since the diagnosis and, and, you know, so I, I kind of, I want to, I want to dive into this a little bit deeper to help you get there. And, um, you know, I think the first part is really thinking through, okay, so, so what, when you, when you reach that place, you know, when you accomplish that vision, when you see yourself hiking that mountain that you dream about hiking or running on the beach with your, your grandkids, you know, or getting down on the ground and rolling around and picking them 
up over your heads or, you know, like whatever it is that you're, you're working towards when you get there, how can you be sure that you're going to be happy? Especially in, in your circumstances now, if, if you're unhappy, you know, and, and so much, so many of us are going through life where like on the outside, we look happy on the outside. We may look like we have it all together. Right. But on the inside, we're kind of a mess. And, um, and we do a, a good job when we're around people, but sometimes we're like, God, if people really knew what I was feeling inside, I think they would be shocked. You know, so if you're in that place, how can you assure when you get to where you're, you're dreaming about that you're truly going to be happy? And to put this in context, like Trevor and I have kind of, we've, we've, we're no different than you, you know, it's like, are we generally happy? We're happy with our marriage. Like we love each other. We're happy with our girls. We feel blessed to know our calling and, and to be like walking in our purpose right now, serving you guys. And, you know, we've fallen in love with what we do. Right. But we have these goals and these aspirations in life. And before we found you guys and we were, we were relentlessly pursuing this, we still, we still had to sometimes have those moments where it's like, okay, so, so what? When we do have a following of people, when we do have a business that, that can stand on its own, are we going to be happy? Because there's times where it's like, we're so miserable right now. Like, is that truly going to make us happy? And how can we, how can we assure that it is if we can't balance out the rest of our life? You know, like, because if we're not feeling balanced in all these other areas of our life that matter, when we get to where we're supposed to go, are we really going to enjoy it? Are we really, are we going to take it for granted? Um, or are we going to celebrate it and truly, you know, appreciate it for what it is? So, um, in digging into that, I'm, I want to, I want to kind of go through this little step that Shalene Johnson takes you through and she calls it balance it out. And it's really like the 10 key areas of happiness. Like she's, there's, there's several areas of your life that you can focus on. And she, she's boiled it down to 10, 10 key areas, um, where you really, it's a self evaluation. And, um, and this is why I wanted you to bring a pen and paper today. Cause I want you to write down each of these and then we're going to give yourself a score and how, how you feel, how satisfied you are with the area in your, with that area in your life. Um, and you know, we're on a scale of one to 10, like a one being when I think about this area, I'm depressed or I'm dissatisfied or I get angry or anxious or, you know, just feeling hopeless and helpless in this area, you know, all the way up to number 10 where you're just extremely satisfied. You just feel like you're rocking it in that area and everything in between, right? So we're going to we're going to score these things on a score um, scale of one to 10. And I would encourage you to really be honest because you, unless you choose to share this with somebody else, like these, this is for you to take that, that time to just really evaluate like where you are in these areas of your life. And, you know, because fighting back against your against MS or or your your medical condition is only one one part of your life, right? But you've got all these key areas that make up just kind of a well-balanced life. And so be honest with yourself as we go through these 
be honest with how satisfied you are on a scale of one to 10. Um, and we're going to start with um, environment. So the first one we're going to talk about is your environment. And your environment is really where you spend the most of your time. You know what? Maybe it's it, maybe it's your home. Maybe you have an office that you spend time with. You could look at your car or your closets or you know just just that environment where where you are. Like I said, you're 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 physically spending the majority of your day. Um, it could be your office, your living space, your home, um, your car. Maybe it's your bedroom. Um, you know your work environment. I think I said that. So score yourself. How happy are you with that environment with, you know, maybe the cleanliness of it or how organized or decluttered or cluttered it feels? Um, you know, how you feel when you're in that space. Do you feel like, like Trevor, he talks about growing up in his parents' home. Like he knew every time he went there, he just felt safe and secure. He could sleep and just be at peace, you know, but I can tell you when he comes home, especially a lot over the last few years, it's it's chaotic. It's stressful. We don't want to be in our house because it's literally been a landing pad for us for several years. So this was an area where I, um, last time I took it, I scored myself incredibly low in this area and I was very frustrated and, and depressed about it. Um, and that, Thankfully, as I went through this again today, I've improved a lot in that area. So I, I feel a little bit more free. Um, so give yourself a score. You know, if you're happy and you're content and you're like, this is my ser like serenity. This is my like safe place. Score yourself high. If you're like, you know what? I, I look around and I am miserable and I feel powerless to do anything about it. Then you're going to score yourself low in that area. Um, and then the next one, the second one is fun and leisure. This includes your hobbies, vacation time, time off, you know, your, your fun, non-work related pursuits like movies, sports, reading, leisurely walks and activities you use to recharge. Um, you know, so, so think about that. Like may, maybe, maybe something you're passionate about, maybe one of your, um, your gifts, happens to also be what's fun and, and leisurely for you. And that's fine. Um, but go ahead and give your score, yourself a score on how happy you are. And this, you know, the, these are tricky because these are really how you feel about it. This isn't necessarily like if, if you don't do a whole ton of stuff and you're, you're okay with not having a bunch of extra hobbies and this, that, and the other, but you're, you're happy and you're content in that world, then you would score yourself a little higher. But if you're like, man, like, I want to be doing these things. I'm just, I don't have the energy or like I, like in my case, I, as a new mom, I started to really isolate myself. And so I just, although I wanted to have friends and I wanted to connect with other people, I kind of just stood back, you know? And so, so really like give, give yourself a little bit of grace in this area and really truly evaluating how do you feel about it? You know, are you happy with the fun and the leisure and the hobbies and the, the extracurricular things that you have going on in your world? Or are you just satisfied and um, want to improve upon in those areas? And then the third one is personal growth. And and this one is the, the areas where you're, you're putting out the efforts to make yourself better. And obviously you're a member of the MS Gym, which is a huge start. And I'm sure you follow along with Motivation Monday. We have Misty Moments. Some of you are even members, official members of the MSGym.com. 
and have, have taken that action to better your health. And that all counts. Um, but I'm also talking about like the books that you're reading and, you know, the, the things that are, you're, you're doing to really develop your self, your, your personal growth, you know, to, to like just feed yourself with things that are going to inspire you, that are going to lift you up, that are going to fill you with good and positive things to focus your mind on. Um, and so give, give yourself a score on how you think, how you feel about where you are in that area. And the fourth one, moving on to the next one, and I'm sorry if I'm moving a little fast for you, I do apologize. If I'm moving too slow, there's not much you can do about that, I'm sorry. But um, if you, if I'm moving too fast, feel free to put me on pause, press play when you've got your yourself scored. Okay, so the fourth one is your sp spirituality or faith. And this, you know, you don't have to necessarily be, you know, religious or subscribe to a, a specific faith. This is really a personal thing. Like, it's really your connection to a higher power, to, you know, to, to something bigger than yourself, you know. And if you're like, I, I don't believe in, in a higher power, um, you know, and you're cool with that and you're happy with that, that's fine. Score yourself a 10. You know, it, this is about how happy you are in those circumstances. But if, you know, and if you feel like you're kind of waning in this area, like you should be spending more time maybe getting into the Bible or reading or meditating or, you know, doing something that really gives you that opportunity to connect with a higher power, um, then maybe you would look at scoring yourself a little lower because you're not investing the time um, and effort into that area. So, hey, Tara, what's up? Hi, May. Good to see you guys on here. Um... The next one, so after spirituality and faith, and you've scored yourself um, on a scale of one to 10, then let's look at your purpose and career. And, you know, this, this includes your profession, volunteer work, following your passion, and doing what you believe you've been called to do. Purpose can also include devotion to your family, your charity work, or career work that you find fulfilling using your talents or any work, knowledge, training, skill, or natural ability, any way that has a positive effect on others. Your belief that who you are, what you do, and how you use your calling or gifts to benefit, serve, and create a positive effect on others. And, and this one's a big one for me because, like I said earlier, like I really believe that everybody has like that, that purpose in them. You know, so, some of you and many of you, have careers and you're actively pursuing that career path and, you know, and, and working, or maybe you own your own business or you, you support a spouse and, and their business. Um, you know, so you can, you can look at it through those, that lens, but then also your purpose, you know, like, cause I do believe we all have that purpose inside of us, something that we were uniquely created to be able to do, you know, that, that we just, it kind of comes natural to us and, and we love it and we're passionate about it. And, you know, and so we seek that out and it's very fulfilling. So, so look at this, look at your purpose, look at your career, um, and kind of the path that you're on and give yourself, Hey, Yoram. Hi, Alexa. Um, give yourself a score, you know, one being, I'm not happy and, you know, like, and two, one, two or three, like, you know, I, I could, I could really, use some help in this area. I could really use working, working to improve this area. And a 10 is, you know what, this is like an area in my life where I just feel like 
I'm exceeding. I'm doing well. I'm happy. There's not much I would change. Um, you know, and, and whatever you would score yourself in between there. So, um, so give yourself a score. The next one is financial. And, and this one, this one's a tough one because especially, especially if you're married, um, I don't want you to look at this through the lens of your spouse or your significant other. You know, you may be looking at the same numbers, but you may have very different feelings regarding your finances. And I know that's the case with Trevor and I. And, you know, so I really want you to evaluate, like, how do you feel about your financial state? You know, like, um, about how, how secure you feel. Do you, Sh Shalene talks about, you know, if you're, if you were to stop having income, how, how long until that income runs out? Do you know that? Are you, if you don't, maybe you're happy with that. If, if you don't, maybe you're unhappy with that. Only you can really decide your true feelings regarding your financial state. And so, um, and this, this could be your savings, your debt, lack, lack thereof, or, um, you know, any investments that you have, how, how financial, how financially independent you may feel, um, your future, your retirement, you know, all those things can come into play. But when you think of your financial situation, like, does it, do you feel kind of hopeless and helpless and scared and depressed? If you, if so, you've got to score yourself, you know, really low on that, that, that place. And if you're like, you know what, that's, that's the one area that I really, I'm not worried about, you know, like thank, thankfully I'm not worried about that area and I feel secure. And, you know, like I know all the money coming in and all the money going out and I'm secure with that. And, you know, or I don't know, but you know, I, I trust my, my spouse. They're, they fully got that covered, whatever it is, however you feel about that. I want you to score that. And then, um, Number seven is your friends and family relationships. This is this this is apart from your your spouse or your significant other. Um, you know, like you you really want to look at like your your friends, the people that you're spending your time with, um, and and your family, the family members that you're again spending your time with. And obviously, in most cases, we can't really choose our family, but we can choose our friends. But ultimately, we can always choose who we spend our time with, right? And so, so think through your life and the people that you're you're surrounding yourself with and spending your time with, and um, and really rate yourself on how you feel about the relationships that you have. Um, are they dragging you down? Are they? Do they not believe in you? Or are they your biggest supporters and fans and people that you can really truly be yourself with? And, you know, and so really, really take a, t take a minute to evaluate that, like of the people that I spend time with, aside from your spouse, um, or your boyfriend or, you know, the person that your significant other, like really think through, like, are these people good for me in my life? Or are they, are they ultimately, if I really look at it, they, they kind of drag me down or make me feel bad about myself, or they don't really support all the work that I'm putting into. And they question everything that I do. And, you know, they don't think that I, I, I really can make good sound decisions for myself or they're my biggest fans and they are super excited and supportive about everything that I'm doing. And, you know, like, so, so only you again can decide that the next one we are going to evaluate our romantic relationship. And, you know, so again, this can be your significant other, your dating relationships, your spouse. Um, 
So your emotional and physical connection with a romantic partner. So as you evaluate this area, take into consideration your mutual support, respect, appreciation, and friendship, the certain shared hobbies that you may have, the amount of time you spend together, and not just the amount of time, but the quality of time. You know, when, you, when you're together, how, how quality is it? Um, the shared pursuits, your physical and intimate connection. Um, and this should include how supported and connected you feel by your partner. And again, be honest, you're, they're, they're not going to see this unless you show them, show it to them. And, and I don't promote having secrets by any means, but this is a really great opportunity for you to evaluate. And it doesn't mean that they're a bad person or you're a bad person if you score low. Um, it's just really like, it shows you that you have, you have some room for improvement, um, you know, for both of you. And this is just really an honest assessment of how you feel about your romantic relationship. And then um, we've got just a couple more here. Like I said, these are the 10 areas. So we're on number nine. The next one is really gonna um, directly apply a lot with what we're doing here in the MS Gym because it relates to your fitness and your health. And you know, and obviously you're here because you're battling against MS or, or a similar neurological condition and um, and so you could look at that and you could be like, obviously I'm not happy, but I really want you to, to kind of look at it from a different lens. Like how happy are you with maybe the progress that you're making, with the effort that you're putting into it, um, with your commitment and your dedication to live a life by design and not by diagnosis. So, you know, rather than being like, well, I have MS, so one, sucks. I hate MS. Yeah, it does suck. I do. I fully get that. But I, I want to empower you to kind of look at it through a different lens and say, you know what? I can't do anything about the fact that I have MS. I have MS, but I can do something about the amount of effort that I'm going to put into making sure that I can live the best quality life as possible. And, um, I know in the members only corner, Trevor gave a pretty hard talk, um, an accountability talk because we, we see the reports and we see how dedicated people are and we can see who's in it and we can directly correlate that with the results that people are getting. Those that are getting the results are in it day in and day out because they are an athlete, right? Like they've committed to be an athlete of their MS gym program. And so they're going to get in and they're going to do what it takes every single day. And they're going to follow that program tooth and nail to get where they need to go. And then there's other people who are like, you know, yeah, I do. I have these goals for myself, but you know, and, and they're logging in twice a week maybe. And, you know, and so he gave a pretty, pretty tough talk on that. And ultimately it's your life and you're going to decide the amount of effort and the amount of time you have to put into something, you know, and to be in there every single day. And, and we're not here to judge by any means. We're going to be your accountability buddies, but, um, I want you to take a really good self-evaluation on looking at your overall fitness and health and, you know, and, and how happy you are with it. This can include, you know, aside from just working in the MS gym, like how, how, when you think about maybe your, your weight being a big one, you know, like how, how does that make you feel? And, or maybe it's, it's, you're, you're too skinny. You, you can't gain any weight. And how does that make you feel? Or, you know, like, just, just various things that you may have, have when you think of health, fitness and health that, you know, your regular diet, your, 
your stress management, your sleep, um, your nutrition, your strength, and how your strength is improving. Like, what is your feeling on those things? So really give yourself a score. Again, one being, I am down and out, this is depressing, I'm frustrated, I'm angry, to a 10 that it's like, you know what? I'm putting in the work every day. I, I don't feel like I could do any more or any less than I'm doing right now to be happier with the with what I'm doing and the results that I'm yielding. So only you can decide that again. So go ahead and give yourself a score um, that you feel is, is fair to how you feel about your overall fitness and health. Um, and then the last one is your emotional health. And this is a big one. And this is a hard one to be honest in many cases because if you score yourself low, I think that in your mind, in a lot of people's minds, they're like, well, if I score myself low, people are going to think I'm crazy or I've got all these issues and, you know, um, and so ultimately it's not about that at all. This is really taking a good, healthy look at yourself and, and I'm going to read her description cause it's really good, but this category includes how you feel about yourself, beliefs about your worth, which is a big one, your value and your importance to others, your ability to feel and express a wide range of, re of emotions without feeling vulnerable. You know, how good, are, how, how good are you at that? How is your ability to feel and express all your wide range of emotions? Um, you know, because we all have them. And then you throw, throw something like MS on top of that and, you know, something that it literally is out of your control and, you know, and you're going to have, you're going to have good days, bad days. You're going to have some ultimately like high, like, wow, I'm feeling really good today. And then you're going to feel like you're making progress. And the next day you may struggle to walk or get out of bed or feel as if you're walking through a relapse. And how does that, how does that affect you? Are you quick to bounce back? Are you, or do you go down kind of a dark hole that that'll take you out for a couple weeks? Um, your mental wellness includes your overall happiness, a feeling of being whole, satisfied, and at peace with your past. Mental wellness is your ability to handle stress and life's unexpected turns. This area includes your ability to reflect on childhood or past experiences without feeling sad, angry, depressed, shame, or emptiness. So take, take just a minute to really think through that and and give yourself an honest score of, you know, of how well you feel you're doing in that area. And then once you do that, take, take a look at your list. You know, hopefully you have it nicely laid out that as you look at it, you can kind of see, wow, you know, there, there are some areas that I really scored pretty low in. And I want you to identify those four areas where you scored the lowest in, you know, like... And what were they? And I know for me, and, and Shalene talks about this, she said, you're probably surprised to find out that the areas that you score the lowest are actually the areas in your life that are the most important to you. So if that's you, you're not alone. That is very common. And, um, and those are, those are the areas to where it's like, you know, you, you do, you have, you have some work to do in those areas. And, um, and they're the ones that are closest to your heart. And, and she describes it as, well, the ones that you score higher in are, in a lot of cases, easier for you to do, right? Like, it's like brushing your teeth in the morning. It's the first thing you do because it's easy to do. Um, and, you know, so so for me, I scored highest, like, in, in career and purpose, right? This 
this for Trevor and I, it just makes sense because this is our passion. It's our purpose. Like we've been relentlessly pursuing it. So I score higher in, in career and purpose because this is what, like, this is what we're going after, right? Um, so it's kind of a natural thing for us. Um, but I'm, I was really sad to see, and it was no surprise, that I scored lowest in fitness and health, romance, and spirituality. Those are my three lowest. And I look at that and I'm like, holy moly, like, those are three super important areas in my life. And it's no wonder I feel out of balance. It's no wonder I struggle with feeling overwhelmed and, you know, in, in some ways depressed because the three areas are getting the least of my attention. Um, you know, so, so it's very telling. Yeah. Ouch is right, Vicki, you know, so, so take a look at that and, and don't beat yourself up like I was just doing. Um, but it's, it's very telling. And then we're going to kind of move on and I'm going to tell you exactly kind of where we go from here. Now that you've established like the, those three or four areas in your life that you're just like, you scored low on, but they're so important to you. Um, you know, what, what do we do from there? And hi, Karen, feeling good. The baby's good. I did. I could feel the baby move a little bit here and there. Um, it's my third, so I can feel it a little earlier than I did my first two, but yes, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Thank you for asking. Um, okay. So now we have those areas and, um, the next thing we're going to do, we're going to take, and we, we won't spend a whole lot of time here because I want you to, after Misty moment throughout your day, I want you to come back to this and really think through these. Um, but the first thing, the first question you can write down or the first category is I want you to list two to three actions that you can take to make improvements in your areas with the lowest scores. So what are two to three things that you can do more of? to improve in those three or four areas that you scored the lowest. You know, so so I had mentioned that romance, right? Like, I, you know I adore my husband and I love him, but we, although we, we spend a lot of time in close proximity with one another and we light up when we come together in, you know, in front of you guys because we we share that passion and we share it. But, you know, at night when he comes home after a long day of training and I've had a long day of caring for and taking care of our, our children and, you know, trying to get this house in order because, you know, that's an important area in mine uh, world. And, you know, and it's like he comes home, he tries to catch up on, on MS gym stuff and I just want to turn on the TV and zone out for a little while. And so we're starting to, to feel the weight of that missing connection that we have with each other. Um, outside of all this other great stuff that we have going on. And so for me, just an example of two to three things that I can do more of or actions that I can take to improve in this area, um, I put engage him by being present, inquisitive, and interested in him and his day and you know the things that he has going on. Because he comes home and really, quite honestly, like I said, I check out in front of the TV and we may like have little bitty conversations here and there, but last night, like we really got into a good deep conversation that we've not had in a long time and it was really beneficial. So I want more of that, you know? So as you're going through and you're listing these actions, like be specific, like don't just say, well, I'm going to be more present. No, how are you going to be more present? What does that look like? And I know for me, it means being more interested in him and in really sparking up like that conversation. And then the the next thing is deliberately spending time with him without those distractions. Turning off our phones. We love you guys. 
you know, and so we don't want to miss a thing. Well, when that phone is constantly lighting up next to us and we're just constantly grabbing for it because we want to see what's going on, it's taking away from his and my time. And so having that deliberate time where it's like, no, this time is set apart. This time is for us and turning everything off, the TV included, all our phones and devices and just being, being there with each other intentionally without those distractions, you know, and, and dating him like, and, and, and not just dating him, but I wrote down two times a month. Like that's realistic for us to go on a two, two dates every single month where it's just he and I, again, no phones, um, except for my babysitter calls or, you know, something like that. And then one day a month as a family, we can go on a date day as a family, again, distraction free. So, so whatever those areas are for you, and of course I'm letting you into a little personal, you know, Trevor and I, and we're family. And so I'm comfortable to share this with you. Um, but I want you as much as I had to take a good, honest look at my life and my situation and my four lowest areas that I scored. I want you to do the same, you know, so go through those four areas and write two to three things that you need to do more of or actions that you can take to improve upon those areas in your life. And then the next cat, the next thing that I'd like you to do is to list two to three activities that you can cut back on in these lowest areas of your life. And you know, since, since, <laughs> since I'm all about being open and honest and I'm on this romance kick because it just happens to be the first one listed here on my list. Um, and most important, one of the most important, um, I list things that I can cut back on, you know, I can cut, cut back on complaining, complaining about the amount of time we don't have together and, and really being appreciative for the time that we do have together and for the life that we have built together. And, and the fact that we are, I mean, we, we are, we're strong together and I love that. So focusing on those things, um, blaming him. I went through this time where it's like he would load the dishwasher wrong and not like there's a wrong way to load a dishwasher. It's just different, right? Like it's different than the way I would load the dishwasher. And, you know, a dish maybe wouldn't get as clean as I would expect it to be or, you know, something like that. And and using that as a, a blame thing when really that's not even the issue. I'm just upset because we're lacking quality time, you know? Um, and being distant. I, I find that I, when when we're so busy like we have been, and you know, with, with this baby coming and we decided we're going to stay and we're not going to move. So I'm, I've involved myself in all these different projects because that's where my mind and my focus is. And, and, you know, and I've just kind of let him be busy in the MS gym. Right. And it's kind of caused some distance between the two of us. Um, nothing drastic, but something that, you know, after a couple of weeks, it's like, all right, we're like ships passing in the night and I see you more often than any wife sees her husband, but yet we are missing that connection. And a lot of it was me. It was because I'm in my own head. I'm doing my own thing. I'm not involving him. Um, I'm too busy to involve him. And, and so really it's, it's bringing him in and not allowing myself to be distant from him. So what are the two to three activities that you can cut back on in the areas which you scored the lowest? I want you to take some time, like really working through that today. And, and then one, th one last thing on this part is to list any activity that you'll stop doing to get, like doing all together and then the date that you're going to stop doing it. And for me, I didn't do it for all four activities, all four of the categories, 
but I pick the one that I feel is having like the biggest impact on like my fitness, on my spiritual um, connection. I mean, it impacts every area of my life. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to stop sleeping until 7 a.m. every day. Like if I could just get up at 6 a.m., I could take care of my Bible study in the morning and I could do 30 minutes of yoga and have that be the start to my day. And it knocks out two of the most important things in my world that I can take care of. And by doing that, I'm going to have more energy to improve my environment, which is my fourth and my romance, because I'm going to have more energy for my husband when he comes home in the evening, you know, and be able to be more engaging. So for me, there's one activity that I can stop doing and that's giving in to sleeping until 7am. I can get up at 6am and get those things done when the, before the kids get up, right? Or when my first one gets up, cause she's pretty easy in the morning, you know? So what is it that you can stop doing altogether and, and set a date? Like for mine, mine's pretty immediate. Tomorrow I need to wake up at 6am and get started with my day. So what is that one thing that you need to stop doing altogether? So really take some time to focus on that. So I hope you're enjoying this. And you know, I know this is going a little longer than Misty moments typically go, but I really wanted to give it the, the time that it, it really deserves. And we're going on 45 minutes, um, but I have five more questions that I wanna give you guys before I wrap up and go pick up my girls. And so I hope that you'll stick with me just a few more minutes. Um, but here's a few questions I want you to write down. So as your homework today, cause we're gonna do something with this stuff next week, you guys, this isn't just a one-off. We're actually gonna do something with this next week. And then, um, you know, as I continue to go through the program, if I feel like it's one ethically okay to, to carry on some more than I, I will. But again, I don't want to sh steal Shalene's stuff. You can look her up at Shalene Johnson, C-H-A-L-E-N-E -E, Johnson. She's amazing. She's got a lot of free material out there. This is something that I actually paid for. Um, but she did say we can go through this part with people. So I'm going through this part with you. Um, but in the next week, we're going to do something with this because I do. Yeah. Thank you, Debbie. I think this is going to be really helpful for us to take that honest evaluation because as much as we're going to focus on exercise and to help your body start healing and moving forward, that's one piece of the puzzle. And, and, you know, V will be the first one to tell you, like, you've got to deal with some of that emotional stuff that you're carrying with that love that you have for yourself. And if you're carrying around a lot of stuff inside your invisible backpack that's weighing you down, it's going to keep you from getting where you want to go, regardless of how committed you are here in the MS gym and how much you show up daily. If, if you can't get these other things balanced and in order into a comfortable place, it's really, really hard to move forward from that. Um, and you're right. So much of autoimmunity is emotional. So if we can give you the tools to help you to work through a lot of that stuff, then the better off you're going to be. And the more that you can like ferociously go after that vision that you have for your life and be assured that that's the right vision for you, that you didn't just set that because it's like the status quo. It's what everybody would expect from you, but it's truly what you see yourself doing. Because if it's truly what you see yourself doing, truly what you're excited about, then you're going to go after it. But if it's something that you're like, well, I should have this as my vision. I should have this as my priority. This should be my goal. I'm sorry, but you're not going to do anything about it because you're, it's not something your heart's invested in. So this is really about getting your heart to a place where you can be truly invested in where you're going and why you're going there. So, so these last, like I said, five questions, um, and I want you to write these down. And again, if I go a little fast for you, feel free to pause it. 
I had to as I was writing these down um, and then press play after you get them written down. But so when, as I ask these questions, I want you to write down, and so you may want to, I don't know, you may want to write down the questions I ask you and then write down um, your answer, but I want you to write down the very first thing that comes to mind as I read these questions to you. So um, if, if you feel like it's going to take you a little more time or you want to really understand it when you go back to read it, then write the question down and then write your answer down. Does that make sense? Did I confuse you? I hope I didn't. Um, so anyways, write down the very first thing that comes to your mind as I read these questions to you. Question number one, the last time you had to go do something that is a regularly scheduled event that you dread. So when was the last time? The last time, like maybe, maybe you've committed yourself to volunteer somewhere or to take somebody to work every single day or, you know, but every time you have to go do this one thing, you just dread it. It's like pulling teeth to get yourself to just go. Um, what is that? You know, like, so so think through that. Like the last time, I know for me, when, when Trevor and I first did this one, I'll be honest, like it was going to some specific family functions that were just like, oh, I don't want to go there. It's just a drain on us. Like it was a drain on me. It was stressful. It was conversations I didn't want to have. It was, you know things that I just couldn't relate to. And it just totally, I dreaded it. What is that for you? And then what is something that gives you guilt if you don't do it? So question number two, something that gives you guilt if you don't do it. It's not necessarily something you have to do, but if you don't do it, you feel guilty. So, you know, think through that. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Um, this is something that, I I need to think through because I know there's a lot of things that have come come up um, in the past when I've read this, but right now I'm like, okay, what is it? What is it that gives me guilt if I don't do it? Um, and it's like misplaced guilt. So um, yeah, workout. Um, so so write that down. And then number number three, something that the last time you did something, like the, the something that the last time you did it, you felt bad or ashamed and you wouldn't want someone to know you were doing it. Uh, this is kind of a big one and it can be pretty deep. It can be pretty shallow. It could be everything in between. Um, but really, what is something that the last time you did this something, you felt bad or ashamed and it's something you, you generally wouldn't want somebody else to know? Um, I know for me, this is going to sound really silly, but... Um, I don't know when I'm pregnant, I crave fast food. I won't touch McDonald's, so I won't even go there, but I like good times. I don't know if you guys have a good times near you, but good times burgers have been calling my name. So there's a probably about five times since I've been pregnant that I have gone through the drive through at good times. And I'm like, Oh man, I don't want to pay with my debit card. Cause I don't want Trevor to see that I'm buying good times. And I would you know, want to throw my bag away. And you know, like he knows, I obviously he's, he knows. And if he didn't, he knows now, but, um, I would justify it because I'd wrap it in lettuce wrap cause I can't have gluten and you know, cross contamination. I don't worry about cause I'm not celiac, but, um, I do have an autoimmune disease. So I, I avoid gluten. It's bad for me. You know, and so I'm like, but oh, those French fries, I'm just craving them and a juicy good times hamburger just sounds so good with their sauce and, you know, like whatever. And so that was mine. Like, 
I would feel ashamed when I would go through the drive-thru and, and grab myself a good times deluxe hamburger with cheese. Um, something you, what is something for question number four, what is something you love doing that you know you're doing too much of it? This isn't necessarily a bad thing. You know, like if I were to answer this for Trevor, I love you guys, but I would be like, yeah, I'm spending way too much time, you know, in, in social media or working or, you know, and, and I'm not, babe, if you're watching this, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. This is a conversation you and I had, you know, for me, it's a little more hidden, right? Because I'm alone a lot of the time. Um, and so for me, something that I love doing that I know I'm doing too much of it, I have been so into the news lately. Like I turn on the news and I just in like, I will listen to it for hours while I'm cooking or, you know, like doing the dishes or whatever. And my kids, good thing they're downstairs playing in their playroom. So I'm paying them no attention when I could be paying attention or involving them in my chores. Instead, I'm checked out listening to the news and, you know, like all the opinions and, you know, that stuff like that. I, I'm a broadcast major. So of course, like I interned at News 4, our local CBS station here. And so I just like, I have this addiction to the news and just all the crazy information, right? And news does depress you. So it's not good for me, right? There's really no good news going on in the world right now. But for some reason, I have to know what's happening. Like and in Florida, like my heart just breaks for that community and what's going on. And I'm enthralled with what would cause somebody to do what this kid did, right? And so I'm on there. I'm trying to figure out what, what the government's going to do, what kind of, you know, legislation they're going to pass. And, you know, are they digging, you know, like what other things are digging into? Like I get into it and I want to know, you know, like I want to be informed about this stuff. And ultimately it's not healthy and it's not moving me any closer to where I want to go. You know, like... So I, I definitely think I do spend a little too much time on the news because I, there's other things I could be spending my time doing. Luckily for me, it's, I usually do the news when I can listen and be having my hands working in my kitchen or something like that, but still it's too much. So what is that something for you? What is it? What are you doing too much of? Only you can answer that. The last question. Hey, Holly, what's up? Glad to see you on here. Um, if you guys don't know Holly, she is our awesome trainer and she is a blessing to Trevor and I because she has given him some recent freedom that Trevor has not experienced um, in a long time so that he can work in the MS gym more. So Holly, grateful for you. Thank you that you're on here. Um, so number five, the last thing, I want you to write cease and desist across your page. What is something you're going to stop doing all together? What is that? You know, and maybe, maybe something came to mind right away for you. Maybe this is something you need to spend some time like thinking, like what is something that I am going to stop doing altogether and then set a date. Maybe you have to type some loose ends so the date can't be immediate. Um, but whatever that is for you, decide what it is and then set a date. For me, I just love, you know, you guys are awesome. I love that I can just be real with you and kind of let you into my world. I hope, I hope it doesn't, it's not too telling and you're like, who is this girl? Like she's got some issues. Hopefully that's not how you see me, but um, I hope that you're getting a lot out of this because it, you know, to be able to share some of this stuff with you is kind of helpful for me. Um, but the thing that I can stop, that I'm stopping doing today 
is isolating myself. Like I have become, since having my first daughter, like I have, like it's isolating. And many of you, you moms, you know, newer moms, or maybe when you first had your children, if you did have children, maybe you remember this, but when you, when you first have kids, it can be a really isolating time just in, just naturally. It just is for whatever reason. I've, I spoke to a lot of new moms that have experienced that. Well, the, the good thing, and my sister is, my sister is experiencing that with her, her little six month old baby that she adopted. And she texted me and she's like, Oh, I just feel lonely. And, and I, I shared with her, she's like, well, does it ever get better? And you know, for her and most people, it does get better because they seek out the opportunity to be around people. And for Trevor and I, we've, we've gone through a lot since having kids in our, in our personal life. Um, a lot of really hard hardships and challenges and, you know, things that just in many ways have caused us and me especially to like, just want to be alone and to isolate myself from the rest of the world. And, I'm I'm really quick to make a lot of acquaintances, but I'm very slow to bring people in close to my heart and and really into my world. And so I am living in this constant state of isolation and it's become a comfort zone for me and it's not healthy. Um, and so for me, I'm going to stop isolating myself. When somebody says, hey, you want to go grab a cup of coffee? I'm going to stop giving myself the excuse that I have too much. I don't have enough time, you know, because I can make time. For that like we are put here to fellowship and have relationship and friendships with people that you know like it's not just about our comfort zone so I I'm going to be more of a yes I would love to do that type person than a oh I can't do that I'm too busy you know and so that's that's mine I'm going to stop isolating myself and I'm going to start that today and so as you know people are requesting to spend time with me or if there's somebody that I'd be interested in, you know, maybe getting to know or hanging out with or maybe going to see my sister or whatever, I'm going to start doing those things, um, you know, so so that I can step out of this isolation state that I've been in. So, yeah, Tara, I, I get it, you know, and, and I think that was a big reason why I dreaded going to some family functions. It's because of that isolation and, you know, having to put on that big, happy, smiley like I'm social face when I'm not feeling very social, right? It had less to do with the people I was spending time with and more to do with me and, and really just wanting to stay in my little bubble, you know, and interact with my husband, interact with my kids. And outside of that, I, you know, I'll go to church and I'll smile and say hi, but I don't really want to get into like conversations and, you know, like that's not healthy, right? That's not healthy. And I have some great friends and there's time people that I can connect with, but it's in family that I'm really close with, thankfully, but you know, like, I don't know, there's, there's just so much benefit to spending time with others. So that's what I'm going to stop doing immediately. I hope that you enjoy this. I have to bounce out and go pick up my kids. So get, go through, go back through this, answer the questions that you haven't had a chance to answer in this. Um, and really take that self-evaluation seriously. And I hope you get a lot out of it. And, um, and you're right. Sometimes Kim, you do, you, I always feel a lot better when I'm out. It's just getting out the door. That's the hard part. Um, and I missed out on a lot of really great friends with little ones when my babies were little because they were getting together and I was finding reasons not to. So anyways, long story, I don't need to go in more about myself, but have fun with this. Next week, we're going to kind of take it a step further and do something with all this discovery that we've done on ourselves today. So I hope that it blesses you and I will look forward to seeing you guys next week. Love you. Thank you for spending an hour with me today. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> Thank you for your time. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.